Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, we got our first look at Dame and the Milwaukee Bucks. How it took only one play for Lillard and Giannis to put the rest of the league on notice. Full analysis coming up. Plus, James Harden is inactive again tonight for the 76ers. Will Harden's baggage become too heavy for Joel Embiid and the 76ers to carry? And the Liberty, they struck back in a winner-go-home game three versus the Aces. But why the biggest loss for Las Vegas wasn't necessarily just the final result. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. She is our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne. She is our Swiss Army Knight, hey. fabulous do-it-all <laughs> reporter and analyst, Roz on wude We're going to be joined by Chine Agumake in a matter of minutes. I'm Malika Andrews. And ladies, the NBA preseason, it Ooh. is in full swing. We had our first look at Damian Lillard in a Milwaukee Bucks uniform. Victor Wembanyama. Oh, my God. Unreal. Crazy. Already looking like a generational talent, but it feels like we need to start today's show in New York with the Liberty facing elimination. Game three, down 0-2, win or go home. This is when the stars shine. So we're going to pick this one up, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, in the second quarter. Stewie drives through traffic and gets it to go, Ross. She looked like the Stewie we saw all regular season, MVP caliber. But really, this was John Quell Jones. Yes, it was. Game Ramona Shelburne. She just put them on her bag and said, we are not losing this game. She had 18 points in the first half alone. So picking this one up now in the third quarter, offense and defense. She was explosive on both ends. She said, Kelsey Plum, get that ish out of there. <laughs> Asia Wilson, no, ma'am. It was a block party in the third quarter. And the length of Stewie. Those two inside, Stewie and John Quell, it was a swap. Party. This was a scary moment, though, in the fourth quarter. Liberty up six. Watch Chelsea Gray here. She comes away from the play limping. Take one more look at this. She would end up going back to the locker room, clearly in pain, and she would not return to the game. Actually, on the bench, you could see her mouthing. It feels like my ankle popped. But once again, Stewie, this is when the Liberty just took full advantage. As I mentioned, John Quell Jones on the bench, just in pain. You really hate to see it. Jones had a team high 27, or, or Chelsea Gray rather. Uh, John Cole Jones gets that to go. The ranges that she can play out. Also, 17,000 plus fans in that arena. New record for, for the WNBA. Here's Becky Hammond after the game. They played harder, for one. Um, I felt like we were on our heels from the jump, so just the aggressive factor. It's a feat to beat any team three times in a row. We knew they weren't going to go away. We know they're good in this building. And they played better than us tonight, flat out. Played more aggressive, more physical, and shot it better. How important has Chelsea been in this matchup for you guys? What do you mean how important? She's our point guard. She's our, she's our leader. So come on now, Andy. You know the answer to that. Chelsea's very important to us. I don't think there's any one person that's going to step up and, and fill her shoes. No one person's going to replace her. You know, you just everybody steps up and does a little bit more. 
We now say hello to our Hall of Famer, Holly Rowe, who was on the sidelines for this game. Holly, what more can you tell us about Chelsea Gray's injury and how long she could be sidelined here? From sources that I've spoken to in the Aces camp, they are concerned that this is a significant left foot injury for mm. Chelsea Gray and her status for Game 4 in New York on Wednesday is very questionable. We will find more at their practice tomorrow. The Aces are still evaluating her to see how severe this injury is, but things do not sound good at this time. I can't impress upon our viewers enough how significant this is for the Las Vegas Aces. They already mm -hmm. have a very thin bench. And Chelsea Gray has been the most important player to their championship run last year and this year. She was the most outstanding player of last year's finals, and she has assisted or scored on 34% of their plays this season. You can see her. It didn't look like much, but she was not able to put much pressure at all on that left foot. And um, this will be a huge blow to the Aces. Consider their bench is already very short. And there you see 34% of their points are assisted on or scored by Chelsea Gray. She's only missed one other game under Becky Hammond, so this will be a significant adjustment for the Aces. They will have to lean heavily on guards Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. We would expect they would likely start Alicia Clark in her place. So this is a big adjustment. And one mm. other thing I wanted to bring up, Chelsea Gray is shooting 73% in the clutch of games. She is their player that when they need a basket, she's the one that can deliver. When they were walking off the floor after that loss last night, I did see Asia Wilson gather her entire team together, have some passionate words. I know they will try to rally behind whatever happens with Chelsea Gray, but this is a significant loss. Yeah, chatting with Becky Hammond, it certainly seems like they have this next woman up mentality, but this could be a game changer, a series changer. Holly Rowe, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time. We will see you on the game broadcast on Wednesday. Thank you. So losing Gray, it would particularly hurt because of how much the Aces actually rely on their top six players in the rotation. As you can see here, this postseason, only five players are averaging more than three points per game. Only six players average more than seven minutes per game. So back with our panel, including, as promised, Sinead McKay, who is in New York covering the W Finals. Sinead, what is the impact of this loss of Chelsea Gray? It's seismic for the Las Vegas Aces, and I know that's hard to comprehend because they're a team full of talent, but she's the engine that makes all of their plays not audible. Like, you can go out there and just hoop. You can't scout that. I played and I played with and I played against Chelsea, and she is by far the championship piece. You heard it from Holly. I mean, reigning finals MVP, but the reality is, is when the game comes on the line, which it is going to come to in this series, especially yeah. with how things have transpired, she said it. 74% in clutch time this, this regular season. But most importantly, she's had zero turnovers in Ooh. clutch time over the entire regular season. She's just unimaginable when it comes to late in games. The rest of the squad is definitely going to have to try to make up what she has brought, but it's going to be a very tall task. You know, I'm with you, Janae. I, I feel that this is a huge deal, potentially series shifting mm. for the Las Vegas Aces. Um, this is arguably the most important player for the Aces in Chelsea Gray. I mean, Asia Wilson is their MVP, but Chelsea Gray makes this thing go. You'll see her in huddles, often speaking to the team. She's bringing the IQ. She's the play and shot creation. She's clutch. She also understands when it's her turn to create these shots. How do you replace that? You, you can't, as Becky Hammond said, but I do anticipate seeing Kelsey Plum uh, get more opportunities as the lead guard in a point guard situation. She's a very capable playmaker, but 
Kelsey Plum has been fantastic and terrific in this series, and particularly in these finals, hunting her shot as a scorer. So suddenly to take and change that mentality for her and change the amount of responsibilities that she has out there could be a huge shift and really change things up in an awkward dynamic for the team. Yeah, and this goes back. To, this is who Chelsea Gray has always been. Mm. When the Sparks won a title, this is what Chelsea Gray did. When, when they won last year, Chelsea Gray was the point god out there. This is when Chris Paul's sitting back watching the game going, Chelsea Gray is the point god of the, of the WNBA. I mean, she is that important at what they do. And every time I watch them play, I'm always there's always three plays a game where Chelsea Gray makes it and sets everybody up and you go, nobody else can make that play right and so to lose her for any for any part of this series really changes the dynamic but I think this is why when when Becky Hammond was talking and, and you they were down in that postgame press yeah. not just because they lost the game but I think they had a feeling that they may be without her for for the rest of the series or at least for the next game and you could you could see them kind of shifting into how are we going to get this done and yeah. that's why when you're up 2-0 and you come out and you and the team there was a close game in the first half right this was a they they had a chance to to step on them and to win this and to sweep this series that's why that matters right but we, there's the adage that unless you yeah. until you went on the road, this isn't really a series That's and right. now that that is what the the Liberty are attempting to stop here Chanae, is it too much to say that the momentum of this series between the injury and the Liberty getting on the board here has the momentum of this series shifted? Look, Malika, when I landed in New York City, the forecast was rainy. It was drizzly. Of course, I didn't have an umbrella. But that's exactly what the New York Liberty did. They made it rain. That is their true identity. They knocked down three-point shots. I'm talking about a team that led the league and made threes. John Quell Jones had four. If you had to vote for an MVP of the New York Liberty so far, it's that woman right there who has been an MVP in this league. I mean, th dropping dimes. She had four threes. Six different players hit a three. They share the ball unconscionably. So that's why the Liberty were back in it from the jump, from mm. the tip. They had a pep in their step. That confidence translated to the deep ball. They hit 13 threes. And I definitely feel like, like I also want to say this, Barclays was unreal. Barclays Crazy. was rocking, and they've been waiting for a moment like this, and now that they have it within their grasp, it's going to be very hard for them to let it go. Well, we'll see if they can even up the series on Wednesday at 8 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. We have a ton to get to in this show, including Damon Giannis. They shared the court for the first time this weekend. Why it took just 15 minutes to showcase why the Bucks' two-man game is poised to wreak havoc on the rest of the league this season. Should the Bucks? should we call it now? Are they the favorites in the East? And James Harden, he is poised to miss yet another preseason game tonight for the 76ers. So is Philadelphia just running out of time to solve a franchise-altering problem? Plus, did you guys see the show that Victor Wembanyama oh. put on in his home game? Hey, like I'm hours. watching a different sport. <laughs> We're going to take you inside how the number one <laughs> overall pick is already outperforming even the wildest of expectations. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're watching NBA Today. James has a decision to make this summer, you know, and, and he'll make it. Scenario A would be to bring James back. James Harden avoided free agency by opting in. Here's the thing about James Hoyt. You can't trust him. This is going to be the third straight team where he throws blame at other people and then maybe gets traded to a new place. The expectation is that he has played his last game for the 76ers. When I got traded here, my, my whole thing was I wanted to retire a Sixer. When you lose trust in someone, it's like a marriage. It's pretty simple. So those comments from James Harden, they were on Friday. The Sixers, they are in Brooklyn tonight facing the Nets. But Harden, he is not expected to play. Joel Embiid is also out. As we say hello to Tim Bontemps, who has been covering the Philadelphia 76ers for us. So, Tim, how did the team come to this decision that we are once again not seeing Joel Embiid and James Harden in this preseason game? Well, Malika, James Harden said on Friday that he planned to play in Friday's preseason finale, or at least he could potentially play in Friday's preseason finale against the Atlanta Hawks. So he was never really on the board to play in this game tonight in Brooklyn against the Nets. Joel Embiid, on the other hand, Nick Nurse said he was expected to play today. However, both Harden and Embiid were not at shoot-around. The Sixers ruled both of them out, along with Furkan Korkmaz and Daniel House. And obviously, Malika, for a Philadelphia 76ers team that has had an eventful offseason, shall we say, and certainly an interesting mm-hmm. preseason with James Harden right. being in and out of the lineup and showing up late. The fact that their two mainstays have not played yet in a preseason game is obviously not an ideal situation. But Joel Embiid has been ramping up his activity. I think there's at least a decent chance we'll see the two of them on the court on Friday. And the 76ers, a team that, as we've talked about a lot, are certainly used to things being chaotic, certainly remain in a chaotic state about 10 days before the start of their season against the Milwaukee Bucks. And also, really quick, it'll be very interesting to see how Ben Simmons looks tonight against his old team. Simmons has looked decent his first couple preseason games, but a much different thing going up against Tyrese Maxey, Philadelphia's star point guard, who will be in the starting lineup for the Sixers tonight, or at least is expected to be. So very curious to see what that looks like. Tim Bontemps, thank you so very much. We will see if we get to see James Harden and Joel Embiid in that final preseason game against Atlanta on Friday. All right, let's dive into this just a little bit more because this has sort of been the next domino, right, we've been waiting for. James Harden shows up at camp. That's great. But when are we actually going to see Joel and James in action (laughs) on the floor? It's what everybody is waiting for. And I can't help but wonder, Ramona, is there any validity to, okay, you don't want Joel Embiid to be out there and James Harden not be out there. That that raises some alarm bells. Or is there something else going on that we need to know about? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this really is a ramp up for Joel Embiid. This okay. is, you know, people forget he had a knee injury during the playoffs that was a significant knee injury that he played through. And in order to, to get right over the summer, he took more time to make sure that knee was right. To be, you know, he would normally start his conditioning a little earlier and a little harder. And I think there's a sort of taking his time through that. And then you have other ramp ups that you got to go through. And, you know, there could also be a Ben Simmons thing, you know, tonight. They, they haven't played against each other, right? But I know there is a James Harden thing like <laughs> what is happening here at what point is, is it just is it is it a ramp up is it what do you see the path forward here for the 76ers and James Harden Ross well what I'm seeing materialize for James Harden is I do see him trying to separate the two entities or two versions of himself. Like, on one hand, he's engaged with his teammates. He's speaking positively about Coach Nick Nurse. On the other hand, there's another entity and version of him that is having a personal, you know, beef with Daryl Morey that wants out of the 76ers. So I personally don't really think that these two versions can coexist. I don't believe that you can be in the trenches with your teammates and at the same time have one foot out the door. Mm. That those two motivations don't sync. And it's not publicly. I, as a player, I don't see as a person, as a business person, none of that that doesn't work. And so I don't think it bodes well for the 76ers at all. You know what though? It's been awkward for a while. Like, yeah. like, it's been awkward during camp. It's been awkward all summer. The elephant is in the room still. Like, he's in the arena. Maybe it doesn't matter if he plays or not. Like, he's there. James Harden is there. Right. Like, and so, whether he plays or not, I mean, you can, you can read this all sorts of ways. He's asked for a trade. They are continuing to try to facilitate that. You know, the longer he doesn't play, you don't risk getting hurt. Yep. If there's, if there's anything out there for them sure. in the tr preseason, I don't see that right now. I don't think there's anything close. But you never know. And so, maybe there is an abundance of caution. And ramping him up. Up. But I do think if, as they've said, there's one more preseason game and they'll yep. try to play in it. And then that's when, if, if that doesn't come to fruition on Friday, that's when potentially things get a little bit more concerning. I feel like I need to get a jar and just like keep it over <laughs> here. And I'm going to have to put a dollar in the jar every time I ask this question and maybe it's going yeah. to amount to something sizable. But Ramona, where do trade talks stand with the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> and James Harden? I mean, the same as it ever was. I mean, if we're going to quote talking heads, right? I mean, it's, it's the, it's this, like they are, they are continuing to look for trades. They're okay. continuing to dialogue with the Clippers, but I, I don't see the, the Clippers bidding against themselves. And if anything, the Sixers, and, and this is a sort of a league-wide sentiment, the Sixers value James Harden higher than anybody else in the league does right now. They value him as a former MVP, as a guy who led the league in assists, and they want a lot for him. And so until that stance changes, there's not really a pathway to a deal. Right, and why would a team really want to bid against themselves at this point, as particularly if it's a one-team market? We've also, right. Adrian Wojnarowski has reported on this show that it may just make sense to see a couple of games get played and yeah. if a team gets out of the gate a little bit slow, potentially they're feeling a little bit more desperate, like they need a little bit more urgency to make a trade for James Harden, then potentially yeah. we see it at that point get... You say a couple games, I say a couple months, I don't know. To his credit, I will point out, I, I do see him trying to handle this a little differently than he did when he was trying to yeah. get out of the Rockets. Yes. Right, that just felt messy. I, I really want to point well, out... But it's different, Roz, because when he was trying to get out of the Rockets, he had Max Steele's in front of him. Right. He's right. a free agent next summer. Right. He's got to play. The market is different. It's different. He's got to play at some point to remind people of how good he is. Right. And I'm even talking about his tact. And perhaps he's showing more tact because he understands that reality, that the times and the market are different. I see him right now at least trying to be, you know, engaged and respectful of team operations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. While at the same time, you know, 
handling the business of James Harden. And to be fair to James, if he reports to camp later than initially the, the rest of his teammates did, there there is a, a time period that he needs in order to ramp himself up like yep. we talked about. It, it, it's again, if it doesn't happen Friday, that is when everyone yeah. is going to look around and saying, okay. <laughs> we saw the, the Instagram on the 20th of July saying it's time to get uncomfortable. Now we're in October. What is the path forward from here? That is a duo we are still waiting to see on the floor. A duo that we did get a preseason glimpse at is uh, Damian Lillard and Giannis Attentacumpo. So still to come on NBA Today, we are going to dive into the preseason debut of Dame Dalla, Dame Time in Milwaukee. Giannis walked out of practice over the weekend tapping his wrist. You know what time it is. this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome to Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Every real hooper wants to be on the stage and be in this moment. Porter drives between the legs, layup, and scores! How did he get that to go in? He just shows what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. Murray, jumper, puts it in! Jokic drives down the lane, layup, and scores! Jokic is having his way, feeling it. It's a good feeling when you know that you did something that nobody believes in. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. Any excuse to use the video of Michael Malone getting tossed in the air by the Jokic brothers? I mean, I want to bring that back over and over, but I can't believe it. The NBA season, it's only eight days away. So what we're going to do, we're going to just catch you up a little bit on the biggest storylines heading into the season because it's been over 30 seasons since the team's first two championships, they came in a repeat. And if this shot from Nikola Jokic signals anything, this was from last night, the Nuggets, they look like they're a real threat to be the fifth team ever to accomplish that feat. But Denver is going to have to go through a crowded West, headlined by the team that the Nuggets beat in the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers. They added some key reserves but they're only going to go as far as this guy goes as LeBron James takes him. And when LeBron hits the court opening night in eight days, he's going to be only the sixth player in NBA history to play 21 or more seasons. He's joining the likes of Vince Carter, of Robert Parrish, of Dirk Nowitzki, of Kevin Willis, of Kevin Garnett. 
So from one team looking for their 18th title to another, the Celtics, right? They made some major moves. They traded for all-star Drew Holiday, Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Boston is in the midst of their second longest title drought in franchise history. They've gone 15 seasons without a ring. The only longer drought, it came in Larry Bird's last title in 1986 to Boston's most recent championship in 2008. So that was 21 seasons. You got that? You with me? All right, good. Because according to Caesars, the team with the best odds to come out of the East, it's actually the Milwaukee Bucks. They traded for all world point guard rather, Damian Lillard. And according to Elias Sports Bureau, Lillard and Giannis are going to become the second pair of teammates in NBA history to play together in a season after each average 30 points in the season prior. Can you tell that we got our researcher, Michael Schwartz, back? That was jam-packed with notes, so let's get to the highlight of how it actually looked on the floor when Damian Lillard finally took the court next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. This was across the street last night in Staples, or rather Crypto.com Arena. We're going to start with a little Dame on defense, Ramona. Look, Damian Lillard got out Oof, and immediately was double teamed by the Los Angeles Lakers and looked around and said, oh, I get to pass it to Giannis now? Can, you, can we just... They're scary in the open court. Like, I get to pass it to Giannis now? <laughs> can we just take a moment? When you don't watch Giannis play in person yeah. for six months and then getting to see it up close, yep. and then also the gravitational pull that Damian Lillard has, the attention he requires. <laughs> Damian Lillard explodes through the defense. Everybody's caught up in the screen in the pick and roll right there. Christian Wood, former Milwaukee Buck, not thrilled with that one. Why are we picking on Christian Wood in these highlights? Well, he started on Giannis, so that was a difficult assignment. <laughs> right? Started defensively on Giannis, and then they had Anthony Davis out there on Brooke Lopez. Eventually, they had to switch that up. No, we should mention no LeBron James in this preseason game. I mean, just some bully ball there from Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that's over AD. He's no little guy. Giannis didn't play all summer. People forget this. This is the first time he's get it, been in a game in a while. Well, and then Anthony Davis, though, he had a little something to say. And one, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, back to AD. I mean, Darvin Ham has said we want to see six three, threes a game. <laughs> Take that thing. Milwaukee gets the win, 108-97. Giannis spoke for 18 minutes yep. after the game. Ow. Here's just yep. a sniff. A soliloquy. <laughs> it, was, it was a surprise. It's a preseason game. It's not, it's not the playoff game. It's not the regular season game. It's not the uh, end-season tournament game. <laughs> or a playing game. It's a, it's a preseason game. You know, and he was double team. So it's insane, man. First play of the game, first couple plays, and they blitzed me. You know, they trapped me in. The guy that I'm releasing the ball to is Giannis. <laughs> so I'm just saying, <laughs> I, we can do this all night, you know what I mean? Uh, so Giannis is used to being the Bucks player facing a double team. He got that treatment over 18 times per game last season, Ooh. third most in the NBA. But then, Dame, he faced 15 double teams per game as well. So now, I mean, you got to imagine some space is going to open up for Giannis. It's going to be a pick your poison situation. So back with Roz, Ramona, and Shanae. Damon Giannis, they sound excited. Yeah, I love yeah. to kind of hear that, to feel that, to see it in person across the street for their new partnership. Shanae, what did you see in this preseason debut that got you excited for their offensive ceiling? My goodness, this potential pick and roll is so good that we saw a little bit of even a roll reversal. And I'm going to break it down to you because it was so much fun to watch, even in limited minutes. Watch this pick and roll. Giannis sets it. Two will go with Dame. People sag off of Giannis because he's a non-shooter. That's a mistake. He uses his momentum to not just finish, but watch this. 
he creates a three. It's not Dame shooting threes, it's Giannis now creating threes based off of the space in that pick and roll. And another possession right there on the old boards cleanup duty. Here's another pick and roll that I love. Instead of Dame settling for threes, which he could obviously do with these great screens, instead, he slices and dices and wheels to the rim. Dame is now the one finishing at the rim. Giannis is the one generating threes. To me, this was wild because those two guys individually can generate, what, 60 points per game. But the bigger you know, op opportunity is that they could generate so much more for their teammates, which is why I think everyone sees them as favorites in the East. Janae, thank you. So that's the tale of the tape there, Ramona. You were in the building with a front row seat. What impressed you the most? You know, it's like when they've each of these guys has never played with anybody this good like they it's and they're still kind of in awe of each other right they have this feel like Giannis even said last last night he said yeah I, I look up to Dame he's older than me but also even in practice little plays where he you send a double team at him and he could he could fight through that double team. He doesn't even look to, to switch it. He's like, I got this. And he goes, Dame's kind of a quiet guy. He goes about his business in a, in a quiet way, almost like a mini-me, like mm -hmm. the way Giannis goes about his business. And then on the court, he's a killer. And, and you, you almost feel them getting excited by the prospect of playing with each other because they've never played with anybody who's like them, who has that same mentality. Yeah, and I, I thought it was kind of fun watching their reactions. They seem incredulous or, or even yeah. just like giggly uh, at the concepts or the types of things that they could create for one another and unlock for one another. Janae did such a beautiful job of breaking down all the pick and roll havoc they're going to create. Yep. That's just one of the ways. There's so many layers and uh, multiple of ways that they can break down a defense. It could be as simple as keeping them on the same side of the floor. Multiple times last night, Dame's defender isn't leaving him. That's just space. It could be that simple. It could also possibly be using Damian Lillard as the screener. And right now, defenses are going to have to decide, do we have to worry about getting over the top and taking away Dame's three, or worrying about Giannis as the lob and the roll threat? So it's going to be fun watching them figure out how to use the cheat codes they present. Yep. Right, and, and you know, with the pressure that Giannis applied over the summer, that joy to then be on the other side of that, we'll see how it translates and if it translates to regular season wins and even more importantly in the playoffs, but this was an excellent start in preseason. All right, still to come on NBA Today, you can catch some more preseason action on ESPN2. The Clippers hosting the defending champion Nuggets. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern after college football. Still to come on NBA Today, where will the Lakers finish in the West? They have some stiff competition we discuss coming up. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to NBA Today. 
Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, it's time to go coast to coast on some preseason action, and we're going to start with Zion Williamson. He scored 16 points to go with five assists in under 25 minutes. That was not enough. The Pelicans dropped to 0-3 in the preseason. I don't put too much stock in preseason wins and losses, but how are the Pelicans feeling, Ramona? You know, I, I think the injury to Najee Marshall is a concern. That's a that's something they're worried about. But, you know, the, Jordan Hawkins has been really a nice fit for them so far in this preseason. Zion's been out there all the time. I think you got to feel okay about this preseason. Well, and then after hearing his name in trade chatter all yeah. offseason, Tyler Hero, he went for 30 points on Sunday. The Heat beat the Grizzlies. Roz, can Hero be the missing piece for the Heat that they needed? Absolutely he can. They missed his scoring in the finals last yeah, season. Did. His hand is healthy. Healthy hand, maybe it's happy Hero, but he's always been a gunner and he can knock down big, timely shots. Not to mention, he always thrives when he has a little something to prove and after all all of the discussion over the summer, he certainly feels that. All right, let's head over to Utah because Lowry Markinen, he looked in regular season form already. 26 points, nine boards in the Jazz's win over the Blazers. Can the Jazz maybe make a little uh, play-in tournament run here, Ramona? Yeah, I mean, look, they they were everybody's surprise team last year. They're not going to surprise anybody this year if they're good. Lowry Markinen, how did he spend his summer? With the Finnish military. Right. He shaved his head. He was in the military all summer. He, he, he's doing just fine. He's all the way back. Well, and then Let's take it all the way back to the West Coast because Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, they combined for 60 points. The Warriors beat the Kings in overtime. Steph and Chris Paul were sitting. Roz, you were on the sidelines for this one. Who finishes higher in the West, the Kings or the Warriors? Ooh. I'm going to go with the Warriors here. Wow. Uh, they're more veteran this season. What they might lack in athleticism and size, they can make up for an IQ. I also think their younger guys are ready to be leaned on this year. Kaminga has been great in the preseason. I don't know, but I feel like the Sacramento Kings are really going to take the regular season incredibly seriously. All right, it's time for everybody's oh. favorite segment. What's burning with <laughs> You Mother like the flames, oh don't you? We like the flames. We like when the studio <laughs> gets a little bit warm. We're just over a week <laughs> from opening night, yeah. so we're going to light a little fire under there everybody. What is burning in Golden State, Ramona Well, you, you just said his name. Jonathan Kaminga has been the X factor in this play. If I told you right now, who, who's leading the NBA in scoring in the preseason, would you? Would you, you this guy, Whoa. this guy, Tyler Hero and Jonathan Kaminga, and he has really changed. We caught a glimpse of him Friday night here in L.A., and he has just been a, a different guy on the court, off the court. Steve Kerr talked about, you know, last year he didn't take coaching as well. He even said it was hard on him not playing and not getting the reps. He's a high draft pick, but this is that third year where a lot of players make the leap. You know he has the talent. Now he has the maturity. Roz, you got a front row seat to Jonathan Kaminga. What impressed you the most? Him in the open court, as always, when he has the opportunity to showcase his athleticism, his speed, it's a thing of beauty. The next step is obviously the reads that come with playing with the Warriors when the game slows yeah. down, the half court set. But boy, when he gets up there, I'm like, it's all worth it. It's all worth the wait. We have <laughs> talked so much about how Clay, Steph, Chris Paul, a little help is going to be needed. Maybe Jonathan Kaminga along with Draymond Green will be that help. All right, what about Chicago? What's burning there, Ramona? Well, look, DeMar DeRozan is in the last year of his contract here. Makes $26.8 million, and they have open contract extension talks with them, but they haven't gone anywhere thus far, and I think the expectation is if those contract extension talks don't go very well, then he may not, he, like Clay Thompson, maybe nothing gets done until the end of the year, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent, but it depends on how the Chicago Bulls play this year, and he may be a person that you look for as the next guard that other teams keep eye on as may be available. Okay, keeping an eye on DeMar DeRozan. All right, well, speaking of Chicago's fine 
Linus. What about what's burning in Los Angeles with Anthony Davis? Well, we, you know, we had a, a fun time last week with, with Darvin Ham saying, I want Anthony Davis to shoot six three-pointers a game. Like, he put a number on it, and we're all going to start counting every game. Well, last night he had two three-point attempts. We said, is it about the number? Is it about the offense? And Darvin Ham told me last night, no, it is about the mentality. They want him to not think about it. Catch the ball, shoot it. Don't think about your percentage. Don't think about how you're feeling or whether you should shoot. They want him being aggressive offensively. And so it's not the number. It's the aggression and the mentality for Anthony Davis. Absolutely. He doesn't want him out there counting the, th the three. <laughs> yeah. But what he wants him to do is feel empowered. It's yep. absolutely about the mindset. That's the word. And, and one thing about Darvin Ham, his coaching style is very like mentorship. He's yep. got you. When you're shooting, you can get the reps. You can get the uh, technique down. Right. But it's so mental. So when you have that comfort and you have that green light, it's a game changer. He certainly has the green light. I, I love this segment. It's the I feel like we should get Nelly. You know, it's getting hot in here. I need that, marshmallows that, that or something. <laughs> I feel like we're camping. We're going to get you some marshmallows in the break. Still to come on NBA Today, we have one of the highlights of the preseason. It is courtesy of Brandon Miller. If you missed it, we got your back. It's a very special edition of Top of the Top Finger Rolls. That's coming up after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We have no choice. It's win or go home, so I'm excited to see how we're, we're going to respond in Game 3. Stewart reverses it in. Tough finish. Jones left alone. Ionescu, she got it. We came up and we, we showed what we can do. We know that we have our crowd behind us and continue to fight. Welcome back to NBA Today, here with Roz Gold on Wude. And Roz, it is time for you to hand out some roses. Who is it that you would like to hand a rose to after Game 3 of the WNBA Finals? Well, I have a rose, and oh, we literally have roses? We have roses. I'm going um, to get them for you. <laughs> I have a rose, and it is for Jonquel Jones. Now, okay. Jonquel Jones is this. Oh, here we go. This is for Jonquel Jones. She is deserving of it for the defense that she had. All, all game long. And right here, she's going to see that Chelsea Gray is open. She's going to rotate out. But she has the foot mobility to move her feet and beat Asia to the spot, the strength to also not allow her to get positioning. Asia struggled against her all game. Here she is helping again. She's active, anticipating. But this kind of help only works if somebody's helping the helper. So Brianna Stewart locked in. She ducks down. Jonquil again is able to help and have the vision to see where to be by not being glued to Asia Wilson. And so she's able to swat this shot by Kelsey Plum. And I'm giving Jonquil this rose because the Liberty's defense, that's all third quarter, mm. but she's at the heart 
of all of the rotations and the help and all the stops. And so you'll see in these playoffs, I mean, she has nearly doubled her scoring production with the finals from the regular season. But it's not just the offense, it's the defense. And all yeah. three of those plays, it's Kelsey Plum driving on Courtney Vandersloot. Mm. And you've got a lot of cleanup for John Paul Jones. Oh, oh I for you. Rose too. Oh, well, I guess God. my name is Malika Rose, so. Oh, you know, okay. I like that. It's a little bit fitting. Ross, thank you, as I'm going to try to not trip on our chair. Let's welcome back Chanae Gumake into the conversation as well, because Chanae, the key for the Liberty to even up this series on Wednesday is what in your mind? It's. It's the Liberty backcourt, but first of all, where's my rose? You I expect that I'm mailing from, one uh, to DoorDash. Thank got you. you. <laughs> I'm awaiting my bouquet, but it is absolutely the Liberty backcourt because Roz hit the nail on the head. Uh, it was their defense. I mean, you can see offensive plays right here that give them confidence, but let's be real here. The Liberty backcourt was getting punked by Vegas in games one and games two, and they dug in deep and competed. I knew that they were going to show up big when pregame, Courtney Vandersloot, Maureen Johannes, Sabrina Unescu were sitting down and soaking in as much advice from Tony Parker, Hall mm. of Famer, as possible. They had their eyes locked in. It's not the numbers of what they do on offense. It's what they're willing to do defensively to slow down Kelsey Plum, which that was hard, uh, Jackie Young, and the entire crew. So they were locked in on both ends, and I give the Liberty backcourt their rows okay. because they stepped up to the plate defensively against the Las Vegas Aces. I'm literally sending a bouquet to you Thank as you. we speak. Game <laughs> four is on Wednesday. We'll see if the Liberty can even up the series. Hey, my friends, before we bounce, did, did you see this? I want to show you the game that we saw go down. Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes. They set oh, the yeah. women's college basketball attendance record yesterday. 55,646 fans, nearly doubling the previous record of 29,619 that was set in 2002 at the women's final four. They're calling it the crossover at Kinnick since it was played at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa. I love to see the fans showing up for women's sports. You guys, it is Wemby's world. We're just living in it. How it just took one alley-oop in Victor's home debut to spark the imagination of basketball fans around the world. We'll show you in 60 seconds. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, we have some top of the top finger rolls for you. Are you ready? Let's get it started. First up, it's Christmas Day 2003. It's LeBron James. Oh, Ooh. and Tracy McGrady. A little English on that. I feel like I always have time to... for me. Oh, in the Young air, and oh, way over the rim. Also, the strength absorbing the contact. And then we have we had to get some Michael Jordan in here. Mm. This is what oh. 1990 against the Lakers. Anyone do it better than Mike? No. That's why it's like Mike Cross. Uh, <laughs> literally hanging. It goes Michael here. Cooper. Like nope. Nope. Well, and then, Bringing it up to 1997 here, we got Eddie Jones. I mean, this is what this is why we chose this. Look where he takes off from. Oh my wow. goodness! How? Why? Lighter. Okay, that That's was a, good. You know what? He is from Temple. That's a, their mascot is the Owls. Yes, he's flying. Hoot hoot. It's a lost art in the game. You yep. know? Yeah, Ooh. the English. <laughs> the fillet. Fillet. Oh, and then the last one here. We had to get a little Clyde the Glide in here. This is 1994. Ooh. Sorry, Chine. It's Ooh. against your Rockets, but uh, oh, it was so I pretty. It was with us. Oh. <laughs> Literally nothing but net, too. Just so, just splash. Oh, yeah, that was This that is was the clean. NBA of my youth. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my 
goodness. Oh, we get a little, we we get a little oh, bonus here. George we get a little German. bonus. Oh, oh, high off the glass. Ooh. The skill in this? Imagine trying to have right. a game of horse Ooh, with these Look at the spin. <laughs> so this, all of this sets sets the stage for what Victor Wembanyama, what we've been seeing from him in preseason. Because I cannot tell you all how many times I have just said to myself, <laughs> how? Oh my gosh. And that haircut. We're going to start here. Oh. Euro. Come on. It happens so quick. Are his feet on the ground when he does this? Look at his mobility. <laughs> oh my God. And then his showing off range. Victor with the deep three. What they call him, an alien? We're not even using the this No. Was that the play was, that, that right doesn't there. make sense to me. I think that, that right makes sense. I think there's crazier plays he's done. I, I think that this is, is that up there right with there? the he's best of him. He's on the three-point line. <laughs> you watch. A whole that's lot of give and go. <laughs> no, that's the one for me. That's the this one man is 7-3 dribbling like that. I know. Come on. <laughs> I know six Tweet foot guards who mess this play up. Away. I, like, we will muffle the ball. Clearly, Victor Through his legs. Lab, Come on. In the lab this summer. Oh, stop. This is like, he's he was created in a oh, lab. Take Feel a look this music. at look Thomas, Thomas Bryant's face. face. We are all Thomas Bryant on that dunk. And then, no, nobody's going to ever shoot within three feet of this guy. It's defensively as Look well. Woj said this on NBA <laughs> Countdown, that over the summer, Victor Wembanyama, like any player, right, comes in and yeah. he's working on his skill set. But not only is he working, yeah, offensively, he works on his defense in his free time. That is what we're talking about. He, he raises the bar on himself almost every single time we see him on the floor. What impressed you the most, Ramona? I mean, I feel like I'm watching a different sport. Like, I'm just watching somebody who plays at a different level on a different plane of existence. He is in the matrix. And, I, you know, you, you f we saw that when he was in the G League, when he played the G League Ignite. But to do this against NBA players, against NBA competition, and it, it's, it's blowing my mind every time I watch him. Like, even just the easy plays, the vision, the agility, the athleticism, his handle. Yeah. Oh. The Spurs say that almost every time that he's in the gym, he does something that you've never seen before right. on a basketball court. And the question was, okay, well, will we see that transfer to actual games? And it's only preseason, but so far the answer is yes, Ross. Yeah, the translation of it. And for me, it's this concept of, like, the distance being an illusion. You can't yeah. really tell yeah. how far away he is when he can block a shot or where he can <laughs> yes. take off for a dunk. Yep. Can somebody? Can y'all recue that one where he puts the ball between his legs? I know. I'm going you're left. using the flower as your microphone right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you even realize this right that here. is ridiculous? Y'all see the velocity and the jump stop there? It's the velocity and the through the legs. I promise you, as a guard, there are six foot guards who can muffle that ball going through the legs with that speed, and then the ability to pull up going left, have the balance and yeah. finish. I think he's seven three, right? Seven, seven four. four. It's crazy. And I still have the mic. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I love that you're doing that. Today, he is sitting. He will not play against your Rockets, so mm. therefore you don't have to worry about what oh, happens he is going to wreak. But what, what have you seen from him thus far? Honestly, I have not been able to control my face. Just because today <laughs> yeah. is the day watching these highlights against these NBA players that I feel old. Because <laughs> I grew up playing basketball and I had to learn from a coach and the coach had to teach me everything that I knew and you're Chanae 6'2 so you got to be on the block 
This is the generation of YouTube. This is gen the generation of how do I do this move? I can watch it digitally due to the expansion of the game. I can watch Steph on my fingertips. I can watch LeBron. I can watch highlights. He is literally, as Ramona said, we are in the matrix. The only explanation you have is like Neo. Is that his name? Neo? Yep. Where you have all the numbers going up. And it's like, how did you put all these numbers together to create Victor Webanyama? There's no answer for this. And I think there'll be no answer for teams in the league because he's unscoutable. He's essentially unguardable, and he's probably someone that, even when he gets beat defensively, he's still your best defender. It's wild, uh, you know, at his tender young age that he's been able to do this. So I came, what, what is today's date? October 16th? Yes, ma'am. I officially feel old. Yeah. Well, one thing that I'm, and you're not old, Shanae, um, <laughs> one thing that I'm personally, as a hoop head and basketball fan, happy yeah. about, that his, the beginning of his career is being entrusted with Coach Pop. You know, and, and that he's going to get the chance to really learn how to play the game and how to think about it and also gain great yeah. life skills on yeah. how to be a mature adult and a man and also how to be a great teammate. You know, Pop's not going to likely not going to finish his career with Wemby, you know, but Wemby's going to begin at least getting the right tools and fundamentals to match this worldly talent that he has, generational talent. I think that'll bode well. I mean, we've seen players of his size in the NBA before. Yes. You see Sean Bradley, Manu Bowl, like you, George Muris, and nobody moves like him. Right. That was Kevin Durant-esque, some of the moves that we were, yes. we were just watching. I mean, the, the agility, the through the legs, like Roz, the guard skills. There's no such thing as him even getting beat. Right. We were talking. He gets beat, so we his arm out. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> defensively, Chanae, what, what have you seen there? Look, literally, he will miss coverages because why? He's a rookie. He doesn't know all the players he's going up against. He doesn't know the full <laughs> offense. But even when he's beat, he does things like that. That is uncoachable. That is literally the definition of face of a franchise, but also transcendent talent that the league can put their back on. And so I'm a believer. I think we're all believers, and we can just can't wait for it. What did you say? You started the show with eight days away, Malika. Well, that's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. I feel like I just need to end the show like this. That's how Ross was. We will see you tomorrow. Enjoy your Monday night. It actually does work rose for you. It's a beautiful. rose from Roz. Thank you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.